episode two of the Synthetic Logic podcast. On this episode, we'll be covering Mike Murtis's, hey, that's me, top five synthwave tracks. We're going to talk about why these are my top five, how they kind of dwell between different genres of synthwave and just how the heck I got into Synthwave in the first place. Now, this is part one of a two-episode series. We're going to start with my top five, and then next episode we're going to talk about Nikos's top five. And speaking of Nikos, Nikos, how goes it, man? Hey, I'm here. Woo! <laughs> uh, everything's going good. Uh, I'm just ready to talk about some Synthwave, man. I've been looking forward um, to our, I guess, official real debut episode with full content so I, i'm ready to dive right in man let's do it absolutely absolutely so you know when we sat down and we talked about doing this episode uh, originally it was you know let's do a top 10 and we were like Oof, man you know how, how do you yeah it's a lot and there's so many different options and and how you know do we do a combined top 10, which, you know, our, our tastes, we have very similar tastes and stuff, but we also have very diverse stuff, uh, diverse tastes as well. So I, you know, I, I think we thought, you know, let's split it up. Let's do a top five and that way it can kind of be more, uh, listener friendly as well. So as we are going through these songs, we'll of course be kind of talking about, uh, you know, where the inspiration seemed to come from, uh, what it makes us think of maybe moments in our life the first time we listen to this song or why we keep listening to it what we picture and of course uh, if you are paying attention to our introduction episode which of course you are because you listen to everything we do <laughs> you'll know if you don't you should exactly you'll know that uh, we have a spotify playlist and all of the songs we are talking about on today's episode will be featured on our Spotify mm-hmm. playlist. And like any artist, we ask that you go, you listen, you go and seek them out, and you listen to the rest of their catalogs because I, I don't think there's anyone in my top five who doesn't have another song that uh, just kicks a tremendous amount of ass. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Super excited to talk about it. And uh, I, I guess. You know where where do we start? I guess we start with well, how did you get into synthwave in the first place, or even better, what the hell is synthwave? Um, I've I've said synthwave to people, and when I try to explain that, you know, I make music myself, and I'm a music producer, um, I'll, I'll you know try to describe them what synthwave is, and, and usually what I say is it's it's retro '80s, and it's retro in the point where mm-hmm. it's brand new music, but it sounds like it's something that was created. Uh, from the 80s, like a uh, a Tears for Fears or a Depeche Mode or, um, the, God, Genesis. You know, I know that's more progressive rock, but there's so many different examples out there that I can give you. And one of these days, we are yeah. going to do uh, an 80s inspiration episode for a lot of these tracks and a lot of these artists. But um, it, it really sounds like something that's straight out of the eighties and, you know, I'm a eighties kid and Nico, you were born in the late eighties, correct? Yeah. Born in 87, 87. Yep. yep. Uh, it's my favorite genre of music. Yep. I'll, that's, that's why I jam yeah. still to this day. So, so we're both eighties babies and you know, that was our era, um, 
always, always had the radio on. You know, yeah. 80s music was like just so prevalent in our lives and so unique sounding compared to the stuff that my parents were listening to. I mean, my dad was a musician, so he listened to everything. But to me, it had such a different feel from like uh, the Beatles or the Stones, stuff like that. Like there was I mean, di- like, yeah, disco, the 70s, like it so much different. It, yeah, like it, it really is the the birthplace of digital samples and synthesizers really becoming more uh, digital, like the Yamaha DX7 um, inspired so many of these artists to put stuff out like Human League and Device. Um, man, I, I, now I can't wait to do the 80s episode to this stuff. Yeah, it's going to be incredible because <laughs> um, there's some gems in there for sure. Uh, but when I try to explain that to people, um, they just don't really get it. Uh, you know, as popular as this genre is becoming, it's not really like mainstream, mainstream to the point where, uh, you know, rewind the clock back to like 2001, 2002 and say electronic dance music. And people just assume that, you know, you do stuff with a kick drum and, you know, maybe yeah. there's a bass line and stuff. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, they don't get it. Right. Um, but, yeah. you know, yeah. f- fast forward now and you say EDM, everyone's like, oh, chain smokers and all of this stuff. And it's like yeah. um, it, it's very, very different to how it used to be. And I expect Synthwave to probably get that huge. Um, but the best way to describe what Synthwave is, is just to play it. And I will tell you, out of these top five tracks you hear, and I guarantee you the top five tracks you'll hear from Nikos, you'll want to seek out more of this music. It's just how it works. Um, And, you know, being a DJ and listening to all types of different music, um, I probably experienced... A form of synth wave, more like dark wave, with uh, artists like uh, Apoptogama Berserk, uh, VNV Nation. Um, you know, they were like more considered uh, like dark wave, which is kind of yeah. synth wave for uh, like industrial or goth uh, kind of vibes to it. But there's some great music involved with that. Uh, but what I focused on for the majority of my top five is really straight synthwave tracks uh, with maybe some slight exceptions. But we can kind of talk about that as we go. So, Nico, is there any more like insightful thoughts? I feel like I'm missing something, like just explaining what synthwave is here to people. No, it's, it, it, like you said, it is really hard to explain. Um like I, I, I've tried to explain to people, I've played people just for, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know who the Midnight are. I've played the Midnight Sunset, one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, my fiance has played that song for people and we're sitting there like, ah, do you love the song? I love the song. And people look at us with a straight face and it's like, uh, all I hear is saxophone. Like they just, I feel like it just people just don't get it maybe. Like I don't know if people are so rooted into like their types of music um but uh, synth wave it's, it's just hard it's hard to explain it really is um but if i had to really really encapsulate it into like one sentence it, it's very 80s influenced and it just makes you feel good yeah and i think you can agree with that right like i just feel great when i'm listening to this music whether i'm working out i'm i'm working at work, I'm walking around, I'm studying, whatever. It's just great, great music. 
Yeah, it's, it's a positive vibe, and it's also – I'm a very imaginative person, right? Um, I, I picture things. I picture places. I, I like to be creative, and when I hear this music – it is the most vivid music you will ever listen to. You can oh, make yeah. sights and sounds out of any of the stuff. You can picture where it would be played. You can picture what's being seen as you listen to this music, whether you're actually outside somewhere or you're you're sitting at home, you have your headphones on or you have your speakers playing. You can picture the cityscape for this stuff. And I'll kind of talk about that too as uh, I'm going through this uh, top five as well. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, kick it off then, and we'll start with number five. This is by Cheap Talk, and the song title is Push Play. And the first time I heard this track uh, was actually from the independent video game Camp Santos is the developer of it called Firewatch. And in Firewatch... um, it's really more of uh, an interactive piece of media than it really is a game. You know, there's no weapons or anything like that. Um, it's really a, a mood-setting game, um, and you are a park ranger, you are in a forest, and you've taken the job to report any fires. So, of course, they can be put out by planes and firefighters because, uh, you know, just like Smokey Bear said, only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> These guys take it up a notch. Um, But anyway, there's a portion of the game uh, where it's reported that there are some people out in the lake and nobody is supposed to be out there. And you make your way out there and, of course, there are two girls out there and they're skinny dipping and they have the stereo blasting. And the song that is blasting from the boombox is Push Play. Um, And the first time I heard this, I was like, holy crap, this sounds amazing. This sounds like it's straight out of the 80s, not from just like an instrumental level, but from an actual production level. And I'll talk more about that after we play the song. But you can pick up the boombox in the game and throw it in the water to piss the girls off and get them to leave. (laughs) I just stole the boombox and actually took it back to my uh, watchtower, which was pretty hilarious. So um, there's a couple different things you could picture of this, but just picture that you know it's like 110 degrees out in the middle of forest nowhere and you you just stole this girl's uh, boom box and you're making your way back to the tower and just <laughs> watching the wildlife and watching everything else as you're getting ready to climb back up to the tower that's going to be your home for the summer this is push play by cheap talk Thank you. 
So that was push play by Cheap Talk. Uh, Nikos, I, I know we've uh, we've shared some songs and stuff in the past, and you kind of wanted to take a look at the top five playlist that I did. Yeah. Uh, just to get some – did you hear the song um, prior to me sending this over to you on the top yeah, five? Yeah, I've heard, I heard the song one time okay. actually, and it was uh, actually on Spotify. Uh, they give you like the daily mix – this is why I like Spotify. They give you like the daily mix and it kind of mixes music that you've been listening to. And I heard it like probably like a week ago um, for the first time. And if I can comment on it real quick of just what I think about it, it's it, – I love Pat Benatar. Yeah. <laughs> and it has that love is a battlefield vibe. Yep. So very much. And I, I just think that's a great song. Um, and like how you described it is exactly how I saw it when it was playing. So. Yeah, you know, listening to this song, um, like I said, I, I experienced it in the game Firewatch, and then as soon as I heard it and was done carrying the boombox to my fire tower, um, I went and seeked out, you know, who did this song? And uh, Cheap Talk did a whole EP, basically, uh, and they do have other songs. Uh, their other songs on the EP are good. They're not as great as this song here. Uh, but the most disappointing thing about Cheap Talk is the fact that I don't think they did anything else after that EP, which is unfortunate. Um, and for me, hearing the song and then hearing uh, Endless Summer from The Midnight, um, there's so yeah. many moments here where – and I'm not trying to accuse Midnight of ripping anyone off – uh, but if you can point to any number of inspirations from hearing the cassette tape open on the Walkman, getting it sl- you know slapped in, uh, pushing play on it, uh, and especially the saxophone, like you could almost say that "Endless Summer" is like the sequel to this. Yeah, I guess. Fair, very fair assessment. Not going to lie to you. And for me, in terms of you know what I've listened to before, um, this takes me back. Very, very young in the 80s to when my older sister was listening to Madonna. Um, yeah, you know, with tracks like, um, you know, of, of course, all of them are uh, get into the groove. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Madonna's get into the groove. You know, you can dance like that's exactly what I picture when I hear this. And kind of <laughs> yep. like you said too, Pat Benatar, like the instrumentation in the way the song sounds just totally reminds yeah. me of that. And reading into what the producer of this song did, um, you know, of course, he used as many vintage synths as possible. Um, he recorded it digitally, exported it to a reel-to-reel tape track, and then exported it to a cassette tape, and then recorded it digitally again, and that's what you're hearing. Um, yeah. So 
you really, really, really have that 80s cassette vibe with it, which um, is cool. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the amount of work that went into that. But there are things that I listen to from a production standpoint to it, and I would love just to hear what the original digital version sounds, to, to have the Christmas to the crispness, not Christmas. I mean Christmas great too. <laughs> but to hear those snares and hear those drums yeah. and some are, uh, some other portions uh, and not so, so crunchy. Because uh, one thing you also have to take into effect is that we live in a digital age. We also live in a lossy age where you're not getting that true CD HD audio that we used to hear before you're hearing compressed. Uh, You know, and granted, it it sounds great, but uh, you'll know any artist that has spent months and months having their track either mastered themselves or they send it to a studio engineer to have mastered, um, how they cry when they hear how it comes across (laughs) a streaming platform (laughs) or, you know, when you buy like the 128 KPS MP3 of it somewhere, it's, uh, it's just not the same experience, but great track. Really wish they would do more. Um, Highly recommend people check out their other EP. Again, this is a standout track from it, but I do enjoy it very, very much. Any more comments on this track, Nikos? No, it just has that, man, it has that 80s 80s vibe. Very hard. So if you you love the 80s vibe, you're going to love Cheap Talk. Yep, yep. So slap someone with this track, you know, just put it on and yeah. be like, Here, here's your introduction to Synthwave and then take them to uh, End- Endless Summer. You know, the, the best way to compare it <laughs> would yeah, be like uh, have them listen to this track and tell them they are listening to a cassette tape and then play um, Endless Summer and tell them that it's like listening to a CD in terms of like sound quality and just like modern production. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. All right, let's move on to number four, and this is Midnight Run from Sebastian uh, Gampel. Um, this was one of those tracks that I think I was listening to a OutRun playlist on um, Spotify as we were, my wife and I were driving back from Starved Rock, and I heard this track and all the different instruments and all of the classic 80s sounding instruments especially from like the Korg Legacy collection of synthesizers as well as the DX7 are here and to me every time I picture this track I picture just like walking through a neon lit city like New York Mm -hmm. or Tokyo Um, and I love to listen to this track actually when I'm riding my bike especially at night because you can kind of superimpose all of that stuff I just talked about into your bike ride and you're just enjoying it. So let's dive into Midnight Run by Sebastian Gample.
Son of a bitch, that's a great song. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was Midnight Run by Sebastian uh, Gampel, and that Woo-hoo. is just one of the many great songs off of that full album entitled City Hunter. Um, if if this track doesn't get you pumped up from like the energy and all the different instruments you hear, you, you've got to be dead. That's the only thing I can come up with. Um, you know, There's why so many instruments, so many, and they're just all like arranged and put together on top of each other so well. Like there's so much stuff, but it's never claustrophobic, and yeah, that, that yeah. is uh, a sign of a great producer for sure. Yeah. And it continues to like drive like the whole time. Like you're just like it keeps building and building, and I'm like, yes. Like I, I like I pretty much the entire time. Like what I'm trying to do when I'm lis- listening to these songs that we're playing right now is I'm closing my eyes, and all I could see was like a '80s inspired car chase yep. through like Los Angeles, just cruising, and it just gives off such a good, good, good vibe. I mean, this guy Sebastian uh, Gamble. Actually, one of his other – I've been listening to quite a few of his songs. He has a, another album called Winter that's really great as well on top of City Hunter. So definitely check this guy out. He's, this is this is a good start uh, for people who want to listen to Sebastian. And um, the thing I've noticed was the first song you chose had lyrics. This one did not. And I think that might be a little bit of a difference uh, for some people. Uh, I know uh, people really love lyrics, and uh, a lot of synthwave tunes don't have lyrics. Uh, so this was a really good song to get people open to the idea of just just listen to the music and let it take you on a on a ride. Absolutely, this track is great. Like I said, I've I've used this track for bike rides as well as when I go on my runs, and um, I love the very middle of this track especially when you are exercising because you even have you know the the human breathing in this with a <sighs> i know i forgot that happened i totally thought that was you for a second i was like mike's really getting into it over there and i'm like oh wait never mind it's in the track <laughs> But it, but it's it's great. Like it's, um, you can definitely tell it's not synthesized. I don't know if that's him or or, or what it is. But um, you know, from a running standpoint, you're you're probably you know a good ten fifteen minutes, depending on you know where you're at with your run on this. And you know, you're you're following your breathing, and you hear that, and the track is kind of slowing down. But then from the middle of that, you pop into this. The intensity just starts ramping up again. And the song, while it remains the same, like still just introduces totally new instruments and kind of takes you to yeah. like the pickup just so awesome and i'm i have to imagine that the the city hunter um album album title was actually taken from the anime series city hunter which uh, if you want a very very timely very 80s um, action adventure anime series with a uh, head character, a lead character that you know just wants to get it on with some girls. City Hunter is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
so next up, we are going to talk about uh, another group, uh, this time, uh, again, with vocals. This is Le Cassette, um, and the song I chose for them is Radio. They have a lot of great songs. Um, I think almost all of them are actually lyric-based, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more so. about uh, what uh, the inspirations they have probably were, at least the, the sounds that I get from, uh, but another great track. This is radio. I'm, I'm trying to picture when the first time I, I heard this track was. I think it was on a random Spotify list. Um, it may have been in several of the synthwave groups I was a part of. Actually, that's it. Uh, someone was posting that they just picked up this entire album on vinyl, um, and they couldn't get enough of it. They just kept playing it over and over and over again, and I thought, ah, well, let me check out, check them out and see what's available. And Radio was the first song I heard by them, and I was totally, totally impressed. So this is Radio by La Cassette.
was Radio by La Cassette. Damn. Again, just another great track. Uh, Nikos, what did you think about this one? Oh, man. Where do I begin? Today was the first time I heard that song, and I I, I love it, man. It gives me – I'm going to keep going off of my vibes. I get, like, talking heads. Yep. Uh, they're heavy. You can tell these guys love the talking heads because that guy sounds exactly like him. The 80s influence is very heavy. Um, but I really, in this song, I really like the lyrics. Yes. Like, she was my perfect song, but now you're everyone's. Picture the perfect scene for love. Like, it is, it's a love song, and it's why I love Synthwave, man, because I was reading a, an interview with Carpenter uh, Brute, and he even goes on about how Synthwave is the best music to write by yourself. Because it's so personal to you, and you can tell, like these guys wrote a really great song, and I can't say enough about it. I I just love the lyrics, the sound, uh, all around. It's excellent song. Yeah, you said Talking Heads, which I definitely got there. Um, Depeche Mode was another one, as well as uh, Men Without Hats, which I know sounds super weird, but I, I can totally hear like a little bit of the inspiration there. Um, from top to bottom, you know, you mentioned the lyrics. The song tells a fantastic story, um, yep. and the rest of their songs actually do a great job too. There, there are always just great stories to this stuff, um, and great lyrics with it. Uh, but I love the way everything sounds in this song. It is so punchy. The drums are so mm-hmm. damn punchy. Um, the, the, uh, the singer is right on to the production with that is great. And probably one of my favorite parts in this is, um, as the song starts to break down right before it kind of gets to its finale, you have this, um, Gradius slash life force sound effect. And if you guys aren't familiar with that game, every time a ship would appear, your player ship, you would get this and it sounds like it was ripped like right out of that. Um, and you know, as you said, you know, I hear that voice on the radio in the background, you have like this arpeggiated like voice going, uh, 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 I love that. Like I, Mm -hmm. I am like looking for like to how to make that sample. Cause I, I I add so many layers to the song. Yeah. It's it's incredible. I love it. And, uh, you know, great, great artist overall. Definitely check out the rest of their tracks. And it's funny because um, if you've checked out anything in my back catalog under um, the Unleaded Logic stuff, my our EP slash album that we did, um, Age of Intelligent Machines, like this is the kind of sound that that album was trying to go for, uh, especially with Casual Mark podcast alumni Frank. Frank had a very, very similar voice to this guy. And actually the first yeah. time I heard the song, I was like, did Frank go start another group or something? <laughs> That son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, um, again, this is another one that I can jump in the car. I can jump on my bike and just enjoy the living heck out of it. So, so good. Yeah. All right. Number two. Number two. Th- this was tough, man, because it, it, between these two tracks, I wasn't sure if this was going to be number one or not. And I kept going back and forth, back and forth, but I went, nah, you know what? 
Let's do number two for this one. Um, and this is Shadows by The Midnight. This is off their... Do you, I don't know. In your mind, would you say this is their third album or their second album? It's like their... It's, it's like their second EP, yeah. but it wasn't like it's technically a studio album. I wouldn't say. I, I really think it's more of just like an EP because it's only seven songs. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would say because similar to Days of Thunder, exactly. It was only like seven, eight songs. Okay, so let's say I think second EP is probably fair enough because Endless Summer was. That was, that was probably decent. their first studio album. First, like, yeah, like official studio album. So yeah. um, our our history with The Midnight uh, goes pretty far back, pretty much to the point where the the group started. Um, but I think the standout moment for me was the first time I heard the song uh, Vampires. Yeah. Um, because it was attached to, uh, for the video, an anime called Wicked City, which is this gory as hell, um, erotic 1980s anime that I was like, oh man, it's really cool and it really fits with that. Um, but, you know, the, the track itself uh, just starts with this amazing arpeggiated synth and just starts getting wider, 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 and then just explodes. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time I heard him and I was like, ah, oh, that was great. And then I think I saw you post it like somewhere on Facebook and I was like, oh, you like these guys too? When's the first time you heard of The Midnight? Uh, I think it was my friend Paul Hawks. Because I love saxophone. It's honestly probably one of my favorite instruments. And if I could go back in time, I would probably have learned how to play the saxophone and I would be in the midnight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, No, but he sent me the track and he was just like, this is all sax and you're going to love it. And I listened to it literally for the first time. And I listened to that song on repeat probably, not even exaggerating, like 50 times. And then I dove into their other music and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I do remember posting on Facebook and you like instantly texted me like, oh, you love the midnight. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm like, they're fantastic. And that's kind of where our our bond on um, Synthwave started is from these guys. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's not like we weren't talking to each other at that point about other stuff. Yeah. I mean, we were doing the the wrestling podcast, but I think that was like our major click on like synthwave music for sure. Yeah, um, where we had already talked about like video games, and this was kind of our first dive into like a genre of music that we both really enjoyed. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, man, it's it's always been really fun being like, uh, you know, hey, listen to this, check this out, and then you send me something, oh, yeah. I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. Um, uh, or how many times we've laughed, because it's like, ah, I need some new music, uh, send me something, and you'll send like five tracks, and I'll send like five tracks. You'll be like, holy crap, keep sending them over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but one of the coolest moments, I think, with The Midnight, and if you haven't figured out that this is number two song is by the midnight then it's time to wake up Um, we (laughs) have a cup of coffee exactly we actually had the opportunity to see the midnight live Um, Mm -hmm. and in summary it was probably it is my favorite concert that I've ever been to Um, one of my favorite like uh, just go out and enjoy the night you know have a good time with a good friend uh, get some food get some drinks you know, go hit all these shops in like downtown Chicago and everything and, and really just have an adventure. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, walking into this, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's like a decrepit venue. It's not, but it's an old venue. It, it doesn't yeah, have Lincoln much. Hall, right? Yeah, Lincoln Hall, exactly. And uh, we just walk in and um, for me, like be, before the midnight even got on there, um, I was just kind of observing like the crowd, like what kind of people does – synthwave attract right and i I almost make that sound like a terrible thing but you know you got your punk rock you got your people who are really into punk and you got your industrial you got you know uh you know people that are in the goth kind of look or uh heavy metal people you know they they all have a sort of look to them and to me the cool thing i thought about the midnight was there were all sorts of different kinds of people that you could tell like uh, just had their different places, like a melting pot of people, mm-hmm. young, yeah. middle-aged, old. It was so cool. Um, yeah. what, what was, like, your impression of walking in? Because was that your first Synth Wave concert? Oh, yeah, that was my first – yeah, that was my first concert, like, outside of, like, a music festival in a really long time. So I, I was kind of used to the music festival crowd where it's, you know, like – I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk bad about that kind of crowd. But you know, the typical festival crowd, all you know, eighteen, nineteen year old kids pretending to do drugs, all that good stuff. So, <laughs> like you said, um, it was just like like you said, it was a melting pot. It was just like you said, people eighteen, thirties, forties, you know, sixties. I'm pretty sure there are people in there in their seventies who are jamming out, uh, and it, it brought together a lot of different. You know, groups of people, and um, the best part about it was it, it was their first ever concert outside of the city of uh, Los Angeles or the state of California. So that was really cool to get to see them outside of their element for the very first time, uh, and it was just awesome. Absolutely. So we will talk more about our concert experience, but let's yep. get into our number two track. This is Shadows by the Midnight. Ocean 
There's a gentle rain downtown, a shadow pooling underneath me as it follows on the ground. Kissed you when I saw you, stared deep into your eyes. I meant to say I love you, but instead I To myself on these streets, I'm someone else. Shadows in the city, like a demon in the dark, come to tear us apart. Myself. On these streets, I'm someone else. 
All right. I expect everyone who is listening yeah. to this podcast right Ooh. now to have <laughs> just goosebumps if you've never heard that song before. And if you liked it, you absolutely have to go listen to it on Spotify so you can hear it in all its fidelity because you know, you're, you're hearing it here. It's going to be compressed to a degree and stuff, and it's going to sound okay. You have to go and just listen to this song. Nikos, what, yeah. what's your thoughts on Shadows? Um, it's a beautifully written song. Uh, I don't even, don't even know, like beyond our shadows downtown, beyond our city might be like three or six of the best words lyric wise that I've ever heard in a song. Uh, it's so good. Um, I mean, Jesus, Tyler Lyle from the midnight. And I talk about this with my fiance all the time. I think like, pound for pound i would put up put him up there with one of my favorite vocalists yeah. or song lyric writers like of all time like his lyrics are so amazing and his vocals are so unique there's no one who really sounds like him not at all and his yeah. voice is very distinct and, and it just it takes these songs to a whole new lever a whole new level lever uh and uh it's just so good man i I don't even know what else to say go listen to the midnight they're my second favorite band of all time so just go listen this you know hands down is my favorite song by the midnight uh they have many many great songs um but this song blew my mind the first time i heard it and blew my mind even more when i heard it live and i mean like you said uh one of the best like songwriters uh, and writer of lyrics. I mean, uh, if if you didn't pay attention to the lyrics of this song, when you listen to it again, like listen really closely because there is such a a great story to this. Like listening to mm-hmm. this, I get um, you know a a person. The person is a decent human being and. You know, you know, why, why do I have like a demon inside me? Like why, why, despite everything I do, like every once in a while, like I just do something that is terrible, like, you know, like a demon in the dark come to tear us apart. Um, I don't know why I do it. Apologize, but it's too late. A single tear, you leave me here and a shadow slips away. It's just like, you know, um, a real reflection of someone asking himself, like, you know, I, I want to be a good person, but, but, you know, why, why do I let myself do terrible things? Yeah, and and just to kind of touch on that, like, even on the lyrics where he's, um, he's kind of describing like the neon on the black top, this yeah. gentle rain downtown. Uh, then he goes into, you know, kissed you when I saw you, stared deep into your eyes. I meant to say I love you, but instead I said goodbye. Yeah, I mean, and like, yeah, it's freaking incredible. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if, and again, there, um, you know, the Midnight has put together a great playlist of songs that inspired them. And if you listen to this particular EP, you can pick up a multitude of songs that they, uh, you know, paid homage to. Basically, oh yeah, um, a one. This I, is like their love letter to exactly, a lot of those songs. exactly. And I don't know if they mention it. I don't think it's in the playlist, but. Um, listen to this song and then listen to uh, Synchronicity 2 by The Police. It's not a synthwave song. I, I, I guess back then it was classified more as a punk or alternative, but uh, very, very similar storytelling. 
down to like the shadows and the black mass coming out of the water, like all of that. Um, you know, if you had to pit them together pound for pound, Shadows kicks that song's ass. Um, <laughs> but it's still a great song. But I, I often no love, offense, Sting. Yeah, no offense, Sting. But this one's going to sting you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just what a what a great great song and this was the if i remember correctly nikos this was the opening song to the live show in (laughs) in chicago and we got the walking and we got the start of the synths and then a button got hit and suddenly everything changed and it started playing vampires instead and they had their first like oops oh crap moment and they had to momentarily pause the show uh, talk about um, you know an artist's worst nightmare when they're trying to play live is something yeah. terrible like that happens. But uh, you know they made a great <laughs> joke out of it. They were like you know that's it everybody thanks for coming and they they, <laughs> they figured everything that was going on and uh, they did a fantastic job. It was one of the greatest yeah. shows ever. I, I think at one point me and Nikos were standing among everyone in the crowd uh, with the blue Red Bull and whatever vodka. I don't remember what yeah, it was. Vodka Red Bulls. Yeah. And uh, I, I think at one point you and I were kind of just tearing up because we were just having yeah. like this just amazing freaking moment that I have not had in any of the venues that I've you know played at or have been a DJ at or even just a showgoer, I just yeah I've never had that experience before. That was my you know come to Jesus music moment. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it had a whole different vibe uh, than any other show I've ever been to. I mean, I, I the Red Hot Chili Peppers personally are my favorite band. I have them tattooed on me, and I saw them on the side stage at Lollapalooza and I would honestly have to say that that midnight concert I had more feels yeah watching that because it was such a it was such a the crowd wasn't very big there might have been 200 250 people there it was very intimate and it, like you said it teared up a little bit man it was such a such a good time and a great cap to like an awesome day absolutely and you saw him again man you got to see him a yeah. uh, second time with your second. fiance yeah, and I'll go more into that in my episode because there will be a midnight song of mine for sure. Um, maybe even two. I don't I haven't decided yet. I'm still kind of going back and forth on if I want to include both of them or I want to include one. But I, I'll go more into my story and in, in my uh, my synthwave episode. Awesome, sounds good to me. Well, it's hard to believe it, folks, but we are already at number one. This is my. At this time, at this moment, uh, this decade, (laughs) uh, this song is my number one. And there's so many reasons for it from a production standpoint. The first time I heard it um, and how many times I played it thereafter. This is Tech Noir, the Carpenter Brut remix from Gunship. And the first time I heard this track... Um, a coworker of mine who actually listens to synthwave music was like, uh, he was looking at my playlist and he's like, Hey, have you heard of gunship before? And I was like, I maybe, I don't think so. And he's like, well, we'll check out this album. And you know, I, I was listening through the album and just really quickly, I was, you know, at my cubicle and just kind of flipping through a couple tracks and I got to this song and it blew my goddamn mind. So <laughs> we'll talk more about it after we play it, but this is tech noir from gunship. The good old Carpenter remix, who is also a fantastic synthwave oh, artist, yeah. without saying. Here we go. Whoa. 
yeah. God. Hell yeah. What a freaking song. Um, <laughs> it was so funny hearing this song the first time. Like I said, I was in my cubicle at work and I like paying attention is like something else as I'm typing and I'm constantly hitting like the, the back button to hear the song like again and again and again and again and again. Um, so much energy to this song, so much like just movement and energy to it. Um, and, and not to put gunship down, but I was kind of disappointed when I actually looked at what I was listening to and that this was a remix and not like the original yeah. original by them. Um, yep. Not to put them down, they make some great stuff. Um, the original track is awesome too, but when you compare the two, this is a great example of when a remixer comes in, they take a track and they go, okay, I'm going to keep it in the same key, I'm going to follow the bass line, um, but the only thing I'm keeping from your original composition is the lyrics, I'm going to bump up the BPM, I'm going to speed it up, and I'm going to create something that you just did not freaking picture that I was yeah. going to do to your song. Like I, I have to imagine <laughs> when Carpenter handed this song back to them, it was like, well, what do you think? They were probably like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they had to have thought that. I mean, I would, I would like bowed before this guy. Had he showed me that. <laughs> well, when was the first oh, time you heard this song? First time I heard this song was actually in your car, uh, heading back to the hotel during All In weekend. Okay, okay. Um, and you, I was like, ah, do you have any other, you know, good synthwave songs? And you're like, have you heard of Gunship? And I hadn't heard of Gunship, but you're like, have you heard this remix? And I was like, no. And it blew my mind because. The original song, like you said, it's great. It's a good song. It's just so much slower and like at a way not as intense. And it's good. And I really like Gunship. Their their music is amazing. And uh, on their own, that's you know that song stands on its own without the remix. But you just add in Carpenter and his ability to take a song to like the next level. Like I've heard him so many of his remixes. Just take the original content take it to the next level and he just delivered an excellent remix of the song man like i mean my fiance jam it all the time as a matter of fact i chose it today as the song of the day unbeknownst that you had it as your number one song that's how good <laughs> this song is yeah i again just another track that you know you want to get pumped up you want some positivity um, you know, and even though this song is talking about the aftermath of uh, nuclear fallout, um, this is uh, it like again just super positive to me. Like I yeah. am, it, it's now ten thirty, and I am just super super pumped up. <laughs> and uh, Gunship actually announced that they are going to be doing a sequel to this song. So please, please, Carpenter, do a sequel to the remix. That's nice. uh, all I can hope for. So um man, you know what a what a great top five and guys yeah. we you haven't even cracked open the genre. Um, yeah. I am super, super excited to hear uh, what you got put together on your episode, Nikos. Any any hints as to what to expect? Um, 
I'm not gonna lie. This song might be on there. <laughs> at five, possibly. Um, you're gonna hear the midnight, uh, maybe September '87. You're, you're gonna hear some. You're gonna hear some tracks. Mine will probably be more towards like I, I don't want to say it's a newer sounding, but it, it I probably won't have as many that have a straight '80s influence into them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll kind of maybe we'll explore the the different uh, different side of um, synth wave. And but I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, it all it's all amazing. So I mean, I, I looked through your tracks today. I asked for you to send them to me and. I listened to the all five and I was like, well, can't really complain about this top five because all these songs belong uh, in a top, you know, a top favorite song list somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like we said, guys, any of the tracks you've heard on this episode are immediately available in the Synthetic Logic podcast, Spotify playlist. Go listen to them. Yeah. Put some headphones on. Go work out. Go do whatever you want to do. It's go for a drive. Go Just for get drive. lost. Absolutely. It, especially if you live in like a, a city area that's like well lit and you don't mind driving through it. Man, like you know, I, I'm not ready to go through a midlife crisis yet, but I I, <laughs> I, I kind of wish I had a motorcycle just so I could gear up, throw a helmet on, and like just like zoom through the streets like just listening to this stuff i seriously do seriously do absolutely couldn't agree with you more man like that's what i do i if i'm feeling a little down or whatever i'm having a bad day i'll go for a drive and i'll just i'll blast synth wave and i come home and i feel like a new man absolutely absolutely well thank you everyone for listening to the debut official full-length episode of the podcast i really hope you guys enjoyed it um nikos i enjoyed just doing this with you so um, oh yeah man i I already got my enjoyment out of it even if no one was uh (laughs) yeah exactly right this is for us no uh (laughs) it 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 felt good it felt different than our other podcast and uh, i'm excited to see where this goes man and uh like like we said uh just this episode is about synthwave. The next episode might be about synthwave, but after that, the topics will vary. Uh, I would really love to get if we do start gaining a crowd to get them involved in the episodes as well with any kind of you know suggestions or you want us to do a deep dive into a movie or to an album. Like we can go with so many directions with this, and I hope you will come along uh, on the ride with us and you know just enjoy uh the content that we're going to give you it's free just download it um and we promise we won't disappoint absolutely hey one quick pop quiz before we go nikos do you know where the name tech noir came from that inspired gunship for this song i don't all right well this is going to be something that we will eventually talk about i'm sure in our movies episode tech noir is actually the name of the club in the first Terminator movie where Kyle Reese finds Sarah Connor and pulls her out of oh. and the Terminator shoots out, shoots up. That was a club okay. technar. So I'm pretty sure that was the inspiration for it. Um, that That's like the first thing that came to mind when I saw it. I actually fired up the uh, Blu-ray of that and went, uh, holy crap, there you go. So there's even an 80s reference there, which I guess makes sense nice. with the movie being about nuclear fallout because – 
how did Skynet and all that happen? They they blew up the human race, right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Uh, we have reached the end of the episode. And again, please support us any way you can. Download, listen, and please spread the word. You know, not only are we doing this for ourselves, but we're also doing it for the artists and the producers and the makers of all this great media that we're able to consume during uh, these troubled times with the pandemic. Yeah. So for Nikos and for myself, have a fantastic night. And we look forward to Nikos' Synthwave Top 5. Nikos, have a great night, man. Thank you, Mike. You as well, everybody. Good night.